just everything in, that's, uh, that's going on in our country right now. I watched the news this afternoon, and out there in uh, uh, California, uh, they was at a party last night and went outside, and a guy got a gun and shot six, killed six, and wounded uh, 12 more besides that. And, that, and it's just uh, we're in a mess. We already are. If God don't intervene, I don't know what's going to become of our country. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we, it's a great joy that we meet together again to study Thy Word together. We ask you, Lord, for the wisdom of the Holy Spirit that you'll guard us and watch over and keep us. And, Father, help us to pray for one another. We pray for our country. We pray for our, our Christian brothers and sisters that's in the Lord. And, Lord, that we'll keep our heart right with you. I do believe with all my soul that Christians is what's holding this country together. And I pray that you give us strength and wisdom every day of our life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I don't know about you. I don't know how you could have missed it. But uh, these, this comedian got slapped on TV. I, I think that's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. I mean, a man slapping another man. You don't slap another man. You poke him in the nose. Amen? And that's just the way it is. And I, I just I don't understand where we're at today in this world. Uh, I, I don't think I've ever slapped anybody in my life, but I sure have hit them hard. But uh, I, I just don't know. Uh, I guarantee you, never mind, I ain't going to. I just have to leave it. But it, it has something to do with the message or I wouldn't have brought it up. Uh, what gets me is that somebody can say something to somebody and make them angry on a, in a split second no matter what it is, you can just say something. You know, it's like a man, I was in the grocery store, I've told you about it before, but I, I was in the grocery store and I told an old man that was in front of him, I said, sir, you have a good day. He said, don't tell me what to do. Oh, okay then. <laughs> you know, I mean, just boom. You're afraid to say anything. Now, I want you to turn your Bible, if you would, please, to Proverbs. And I'd like to begin, just, I want to just pick out a few verses here out of Proverbs and uh, show you something if I can. In Proverbs 16, verse 32 says, He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that rules his spirit than he that taketh the city. Go on down to chapter 18 and look with me in verse 19. A brother offended it's hard to be one in a strong city, and their contentions are like the bars of a castle. Going down to chapter 19, verse 11, the discretion of a man defers his anger, and it is his glory to pass over a transgression. Now chapter 18 and verse 14 is our text. The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity. But a wounded spirit, who can bear? I, uh, being a pastor, being in church all, ever since I was 26 years old, I've tried to be in service every time the door opened somewhere over the years and serving the Lord. And I have seen Christians fighting Christians 
openly, behind doors, and I don't understand that. We're to love one another. But I do know one thing. Like the Proverbs said, you got to remember something, it's the Word of God. And the Bible said, God said, the spirit of man will sustain his infirmity. But a wounded spirit, who can bear? And you know, what I'm trying to say, I guess, is you got to be careful what you say to one another. Just watch your mouth, watch your tongue, watch what you say to one another. Because you don't know what they're going through at the time, and you can wound somebody's spirit. And by that, the Bible says, who can control the man? Now watch, if you examine this verse, you'll see that there is something that will start your spirit, will uh, steal your spirit from you. There's something that will destroy you if you don't watch it. There's something that will take your ministry away from you. There's something that will destroy your life and the life of those you love. And we're warned about it. Is if a spirit, if a man will sustain his infirmity, the spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit who can bear it. In other words, who can stand up under it? The answer to that question is nobody can when it comes to a wounded spirit. The spirit God gives to us is a spirit that we can sustain. God made man to endure hardship. God made man to endure heartache. And we all know people, even unsaved people, who go through tragedies, yet they are able to keep on going. And we all say, how can they do that? Proverbs 18 verse 14 tells us how. The spirit of man can sustain him, but a wounded spirit who can bear. So, if you get a wounded spirit you're not going to be able to bear anything. If you allow yourself to have a wounded spirit, the smallest problem will have the potential to destroy you then. Over the years, I've learned that you must fight to keep from getting a wounded spirit. You must work hard to keep from getting a wounded spirit. We were sitting around the table today eating dinner, talking about things that's happened to us in the past and uh, my daughter cannot believe it but I was telling her this one friend of ours uh, she just kept on and on and on preacher I want you to build my fireplace preacher I want you to build my fireplace and my garage and my fireplace and, uh, and a, a Florida room so I went and borrowed the money and built her a fireplace and built her a Florida room and when I got through I went I said I'd like to get my money oh I don't have any money I just want you to build me a room. Oh, thanks a lot, you know. And another one I had, I, I went to an elderly lady come to our church for years, and she wanted me to build a fireplace. She just kept on, now, preacher, you build the best fireplace. I want you to build my fireplace. I went and borrowed $1,000, bought the material, built a fireplace, just a, uh, just a beautiful fireplace. I got through, I said, I'd like to get my money. Oh, no, preacher, I'm not going to pay you anything. I just want you to build a fireplace. One of the funniest things that ever had to happen in my life, a little old lady that we knew uh, come to church and she had uh, one of these gym water houses up off the ground and around it, you know, it's open around the bottom and she said, I want you to come and lay some blocks around, all the way around it for me and close it in for me. 
So I got all the material, went over there and worked for two or three days on it and got it done. I said, I'd like to get my money. She said, oh, uh, will $5 be all right? <laughs> Honest to God. Five dollars be all right? I said, Well, I guess so. <laughs> I took the five dollars and left. And about now, this ain't no joke. Ten years later, I'm going down Nebraska Avenue. There stood by a, a, a bus stop sign was that little old lady, and it poured down rain. Me and my wife stopped, picked her up, said, Get in the car. I'll take you home. Don't stay in the rain. I weren't like the old boy said his mother-in-law come to see him. It was pouring down rain and she opened the door and she said, What are you doing out there? Go home. <laughs> I didn't do that. I picked her up and put her in the car and, and was taking her down the road. She said, Preacher, you know I've been worried about this all this time that I give you too small amount of money for doing that work you did. Here's two more dollars for this hippie. <laughs> and she was dead serious. Now, I'm serious about this thing. Did you know I could have got a wounded spirit about that? I really could have. I could have got a, a spirit. I ain't helping nobody else. Amen? Almost did. <laughs> but you know what? You get to laugh about it. You get to laughing about it, and you can handle it. And the Bible has a lot to say about how to handle your own spirit. By the way, somebody else can't do it for you. You know that? You're the only one that can handle your spirit. Now, anyone who is a blessing to you and encourages you is someone who has a wonderful spirit about them. But there are things that can take place in our lives that will cause us to get a wounded spirit. Now, I want to give you some of these things. I want you to listen very carefully. Don't dwell on disappointments if you don't want a wounded spirit. Human flesh is flesh, and flesh can disappoint you. The first thing we must all learn to avoid is getting a wounded spirit is don't expect too much out of the flesh. Don't dwell on disappointments. We get angry with people, and we get hurt by people. I hear people say all the time, they disappoint me, they hurt me. A great man of God that I knew one time said to me, You will never disappoint me. You may surprise me, but you will never disappoint me. Think about that for just a minute. If you can disappoint me, that is a weakness in my part. Do you know why we are not to dwell on disappointment? It's because we disappoint ourselves all the time. Every one of us have started to do certain things and not got them done. And because of that, we get disappointed, discouraged in ourselves. Everybody we know has the potential to disappoint us, and we can't allow that to happen. I don't care who they are. We cannot dwell on our disappointments. We cannot allow ourselves to hurt, be hurt by others. Psalms 119, verse 165. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Boy, that's a wonderful saying. But how often is that not true in us? Amen? Listen to it again. Great peace have they. What kind of people is that? That love thy law. In other words, the Bible says if you love the Bible, if you love the Word of God, which is the law of God, and nothing can offend you then. Therefore, 
If I'm offended, it's my fault. If flesh can offend you, you're going to be dis- defeated. Number one, don't dwell on your disappointment. Number two, don't distort reality. We all have a tendency to distort reality. That's why people want to go back to the past. Always going back and talking about what used to be. How it used to be all the time. Elijah is our example in the Bible of that. Elijah said, I'm the only one, O Lord, that's serving you. I'm the only one who cares. Elijah got an attitude. Elijah simply said, I wish everyone cared like you as I do. But Elijah was distorting reality. Elijah was not the only one that left to serve the Lord. God had uh, several thousand over yonder in a cave that served him. And when you dwell on your disappointments, you distort reality, you get to the place, little things will annoy you, and you can't put them behind you and go on anyhow. We make ourselves problems. We make big deals out of nothing. So number two, to keep from having a wounded spirit, don't distort reality. Number three, don't allow yourself to be dissatisfied. Now remember the children of Israel wanted to go back to Egypt? But why did they want to go back to Egypt? Simply because they were dissatisfied with what God was providing for them. They even got mad at Moses. They said, we're out here in this desert place with no food and no water. That's a lie. God had fed them with food and water. But then they told the truth. They said, our soul loathes this light bread. I've laughed at that verse a many a time. Ever since they did away with biscuits and cornbread, I don't like it either. Amen? But that ain't the kind of light bread, by the way, that he's talking about. Uh, they said, our soul loathes this light bread. What happened to them? They had lost their satisfaction with what God had done for them. Now, the way to keep from having a wounded spirit then, you keep yourself satisfied. Most make yourself happy. Make yourself have joy. People sit around all the time saying, make me happy. Make me happy. But the way not to have a wounded spirit is, make yourself happy. I'm not going to let anyone run my day, amen. I can look for something to get happy about. And you can too. And anybody can. You must determine you're going to have a good day. And I'm going to be happy. And I'm going to be satisfied. We cannot allow ourselves to be dissatisfied. Now, let me stop here and give you a list of things to keep you from having a wounded spirit. Number one, don't become uncomfortable with your crowd. You know why? Because everybody else has not changed. You have. Amen? Remember that old crowd you run away around with before you got saved? The Bible says don't get... Now, listen to me very carefully. Uh, Don't become unsatisfied with your crowd. In other words, when you get saved, the Bible says, come out from among them, be ye separate, says the Lord. You know what he's talking about? Get you a new crowd. Amen? Leave that old crowd behind. You don't need that bunch. Get you a new crowd. Somebody that you can think like you do in the Lord and loves the Bible and loves the Word of God and wants to fellowship with Christians. Number two, don't lose your respect. You know what that means? 
Don't lose your respect for the preacher. Don't lose your respect for the church. Don't lose your respect for God's people. God's people in God's place deserves respect. Don't lose your respect. Amen? If you're not careful, if you if you have a wounded spirit, somebody will wound your spirit, you'll get mad at the preacher, you'll get mad at the church, you'll get mad at God's people. Don't do that. Amen? Don't let somebody steal your joy. Listen, don't disregard. Now listen to me very carefully. When you disregard certain things, it's a sign of a wounded spirit. Don't disregard preaching. Don't make other things as important as church is. Don't disregard fellowship. Get to know people. Make friends. I had a person come in my office one time, sit down to me, and they were very lonely. And they said, Preacher, I want friends, but I just don't have any friends. And I said, let me read you a verse. The Bible says, if you want friends, make yourself friendly. You know what that means? Go out of your way to make friends. Find you somebody and make friends with them. You can find somebody that you can be a friend with. Amen? And it's very important. It's nothing like a good friend. Yeah, I like what Dr. Curtis Hudson said to me about friendship. I never have forgotten it. He said, you know what is a real friend, preacher? He said, it's somebody that you can go over their house to and fellowship with them, have dinner with them, and go back home, and you ain't got to call them and tell them, this is what I meant to say. They already know you. They know what you meant. Amen. You don't have to apologize. You don't have to give an excuse for everything you did while you was there. Every little detail you made a mistake about. You're a friend. And they love you like a brother. I believe this. The preaching service is dead if the preacher gets a wounded spirit. The church service is dead if the choir director gets a wounded spirit. Uh, if you get angry with someone because they got uh, your parking place, it'll hurt your church. You have a wounded spirit. Now listen to me, that happens all the time, brother. That's not just a, a saying. I, I've been there too many times. That you, you can park someplace and you think nobody else parks here. Somebody come up and say, you got my place. Well, find you another one. Amen? And, and just keep on going. There are things that will destroy us. There are things that will kill us. And a wounded spirit is behind most of them. It's not all of them, if not all of them. Uh, in Psalms 18, verse 14, A spirit of a man will sustain his infirmities, but a wounded spirit who can bear it. And I put by that nobody. Now, when your spirits are wounded, what are we to do about it? When our hearts and our spirits are wounded, we can only go to the one who can heal it. And there is only one who can do it. The Bible says, He who healeth the brokenhearted and bindeth up its wounds. You know who that is? That's the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I told a man on the phone here a while back, he was talking about, I've sinned against so and so, and I've sinned against so and so. And I want you to pray for me, preacher, that uh, God will forgive me for, or they will forgive me for sinning against him. I said, No, you haven't. You haven't sinned against anybody. You know why? The Bible says my sin is against thee and the only, O Lord. You might have done somebody wrong, but you sinned against God because God's the only one that can forgive sins. 
I can come to you and tell you, ask you, please forgive me of what I said and what I've done, but there's only one you can go to to forgive your sins. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew 10 and verse 1. And when He had called unto Him His twelve disciples, He gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sicknesses and all manner of diseases. Luke 4 verse 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind and to set at liberty them that are bruised. One man wrote it this way, It is worse to hurt the feelings than to uh, fetch the purse, to cause a bad heartache than any suffering of the nerve. Now, Proverbs 18 verse 14 again, The spirit of a man can sustain his infirmities but a wounded spirit who can bear it. I challenge you to do this. Any time that anybody ever does anything against you that you don't like, I challenge you to pray for them. Just pray for them. Did you know you can't be, you cannot honestly in your heart before God pray for somebody and still be mad at them? You can't do it. You try it. You'll get up and you your ceiling your prayer won't go no higher than this ceiling if you can't forgive. And the Bible makes it very plain you have to forgive somebody before you come to the altar of God. Amen. And so the first thing you need to do when you get a wounded spirit, I don't care who done it, the first thing you need to do is pray for them. I'm telling you the truth now, and I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, Biden is my president as much as he is yours. But it's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life to pray for Biden right now. Because I'd really like to pinch his head off. I shouldn't have said that. But uh, I, I get so aggravated with the way he does things that he just ain't there. And I, I just want somebody to help in our country. But you know what? I have to pray for him. And I have to pray for him all the time. Because I realize something. God's the only one. And God can, by the way, straighten it out. Now, if that's so in that case, so it is in my wife's case, in my children's case, in my friends' and my loved ones' case, no matter who has got a wounded spirit before me, towards me and i got a wounded spirit towards them, the first thing I need to do then is pray and ask God to take care of it. We better guard our spirit from being wounded more than we guard our flesh from having wounded wounds in them, simply because it's harder to overcome a wounded spirit than it is a wound in the flesh. A wounded spirit who can bear it, you can't. You got to get it out. Amen. And the only way you can get it out, and I believe, is pray and seek God's face and pray for the one that has fought with you. Isn't it strange that if somebody does something towards us? We want them to come to us. And that's backwards in the Bible. The Bible says you go to them. Amen. If somebody does you wrong, you go to them. And you pray for them. And it says you feed them. You ever try that? Make them a cake. Send it to them. Carry it over to them. My neighbor over at the lake, I never will forget <laughs> 
<laughs> the devil gets into me every once in a while a little bit, but uh, he, he put a six-foot chain-link fence between me and him with a barbed wire on top of it, like I could crawl over a six-foot fence in the first place. I sure can't get over a woman barbed wire on him. And so, I, you know what I did? I had a flat of strawberries. And I went over one day and I went around the end, waded around in the, the fence in the water. And come around and went and knocked on the door. How'd you get in here? I said, I waited around in the fence. What do you want? I said, I'd like to give you this flat of strawberries. I was just thinking about you. Thought maybe you like strawberries. Oh. The lad's countenance just fell right on the floor. You know, he was looking for something to get, get angry about because I come around his fence. Because I come around there to give him something, he didn't, he didn't know what to say. And you know that's the best thing in the world you can do for somebody? When they do you wrong, you do them right. Amen? And you'll keep from you having them of your spirit then. I'm glad God gives us a recipe for anything goes wrong with us. Amen? Let's pray. Father, would you bless us we love you the best we know how tonight. We pray, dear God, teach us to love you more. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for being here tonight.